Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. Nick Bradley here. 15 minutes to action again. Each week, I'm trying to mix this up a bit for you guys because I want to make sure that uh, it's a blend of stuff that you can work on for yourself. Because remember, a lot of business growth is about who you become as the leader. So it's about your mindset just as much as it is about your skill set. And of course, I want to kind of give you some tips, some tricks, some strategies, some tactics that you can apply straight away, which are kind of more in the, suppose, the skill set of business arena. So today it's one of those. And I've been thinking quite a bit lately as we kind of work towards um, what is a, I hate the term new normal, but, but you know, whatever our environment is going to be leading us towards, certainly a different way of operating because of everything with lockdown and, and pandemics and, and everything that COVID has brought us, the gifts of COVID as I, as I call it. And one of the things that I've been contemplating is, is one of the most precise areas that you need to be clear on in your business. And that is growing your revenue and accelerating your profits. Now, there are some very strategic things you can do. And then we start to get into kind of customer segmentation and sales process and funnels. But I don't want to talk about that because that's that's a much longer podcast than we have time for today. But what I do want to talk about is some quick things to think about. Now, a couple of different things inspired today's podcast. And one of those things is a mastermind that I'm in, which is uh, run by a guy called Rich Litvin. I've called him out as one of my mentors. And he does a couple of quite interesting tactics. Um, he kind of says that, particularly if you're in a services business, he says um, going on a on a client amnesty, which effectively means not closing any clients for, say, a four-week period because he wants you to go and test some things that may be challenging and scary for you. And, and what, what he advises is sometimes around um, creating pricing that might be significantly higher than what you normally charge, or effectively just trying to go after bigger types of clients, bigger types of customers that you wouldn't normally go for. And a lot of his suggestions are around, you know, sometimes we play too small, we have imposter syndrome, we have a scarcity mindset. And the only way to really get growth is to go and play in a bigger game, in a bigger environment, you know, on a bigger pitch, to use the sporting analogy. And sometimes you've just got to put yourself out there. And the other thing he advises is, similar to the client amnesty, is trying to get as many no's as you possibly can over, say, a week period. And again, the premise of that is if you're asking a lot of people for business and you're pitching big enough, in other words, you're really going outside of your comfort zone, the expectation may be a no, but what happens if you get the yes? Does it change everything? And I've had that experience in a couple of businesses that I've run where you you really go after, the, we used to call them whales, big clients, big customers that if they came in, they would just change everything. 
And once you go after them, if you get the yes, then your whole business model changes, your whole psychological state changes, everything just starts to exponentially grow. So a couple of tactics there from Rich. You know, first one is, as I said, go out there and have an amnesty. So by saying no to clients, you become more attractive. There's a weird thing about that. And the second thing is having this kind of game of no's. And the only way you can do that is by obviously pushing your offer up the chain and going after those more discerning, bigger clients. The other person I was chatting to recently has been on the podcast before is Lisa Cumes. Now, Lisa and I are in, a, in another mastermind together, and that focuses a lot on, on business mindset as, mu as, as much as other things. And we were talking a little bit about how her business has grown, and she's managed to kind of you know scale her business significantly over the last sort of six to 12 months. And she's focused a lot on similar things to Rich, actually, around you know, it's the identity of who we are and how we show up that can really define how successful we are. So as much as today isn't really about mindset, it is influenced by the conversations I've had in the environments that I've been in recently, which kind of challenge sometimes even my business models and what I'm thinking about. So as I often say, you're always learning and you've got to get yourself into those rooms to be able to evolve and become the best that you can be to grow yourself and grow your business. But let's get into it. So the focus today is going to be on revenue growth, which impacts profit growth. And there are a few different ways that you can influence this. And these are things that I've tested quite considerably over the last few months of lockdown. And I can tell you that they all work. So the one I'm going to kick off with is the simple one. And it kind of alludes to the, uh, the conversations I was having with both Rich and Lisa. The first thing is increase your price. You know, um, a lot of people, they don't value themselves enough. And if you're pitching something and you're getting a yes very, very quickly, then that may be an indication that your prices are too low, too cheap. Okay. Now, the reason we don't sometimes um, increase our pricing, if you like, is because we fear the no, we fear the rejection, which kind of circumvents back to, to what I was suggesting with Rich by having that week of no's. But the only way you're going to really step out sometimes is to really kind of increase, you know, the the value you can offer to others. And that does come at a price. It comes at the price of time. And therefore, you want to be able to get the value for your time. So this is a bit of a weird one. But if you are growing a business, but you feel that you're losing time, my suggestion to you is to triple your prices. Okay, triple your prices. Now, two things are going to happen. You are going to get more no's because the audience that you have been going after um, is, is going to you know, not be necessarily the audience that is going to be open to that level of price increase. But what it may do is open up a whole new avenue of better clients, ones that have to really think about the investment. And what I find sometimes, and I've had this experience myself recently by investing in some people to help our businesses is that if it's a bit painful to sign the check, then you end up being more committed to the outcome. It's the same psychology that if something is free, we often don't value it in the same way as if we had to pay something for it. So again, if the price is higher, you really want to get value from that. So not only does increasing your prices increase your revenue, uh, it also can increase the quality of the client that you work with. And let's face it, particularly in services businesses, this works, but it can work on, on you know, even if you have a retail business and you want to bring in a different type of customer that wants to pay for a more premium product, the same thinking um, can come into that as well. 
Okay, so that's the first thing. Think about your pricing. If you're getting too many yeses, perhaps now is the time to test the yes and uh, and go after a bigger market. Second thing is to offer more services to your existing clients. So again, it's often said it's much easier to retain a client that's happy that you're providing value to than it is to try and go after a new client. So therefore, why not offer auxiliary services to the client that already know, knows, likes, and trusts you? So that could be, again, in, in one of my businesses, we have a number of programs, but we also have additional services, coaching services, for example, which I wouldn't say is part of our core offer, but it's a service that we provide as required. And again, it may be a need that you can easily satisfy and you can commercialize quickly as part of your core offer. The third area is, is an obvious one. If, if you are working with a, a, a certain number of clients and you just don't have scale, you need to increase the amount of clients. You've got to go and get more of them. So as much as you can increase the value, what we call the order value of a client that you're working with, sometimes you just need to go out and get more of them. So how do you do that? Well, you know, a lot of what I teach around branding and social media and marketing and top of funnel activity, you've got to have a plan and a strategy around that. But one of the quickest ways to, to increase, you know, your clients is via referral. So have your existing clients go out there and actually win business for you or certainly um, talk to some of their trusted friends and colleagues about what you do. And quite often we don't ask enough and therefore we don't get what we want. So um, my suggestion here is, you know, if you don't want to go out there and, and, and build more convoluted marketing plans, if you haven't got time, the quickest way is to get that referral, get that introduction. Okay, uh, a couple more just to think about. Um, the fourth one is try and offer your service for less time. So time can often be a bottleneck. So if you're offering a, a, a let's say, a platinum service, which is, you know, 10,000 pounds or dollars, but it takes you... 20 hours to deliver that, then you're always going to be compromised by the ability of what you can do yourself, particularly if clients want you to be the person delivering that service. Again, it could be different if you're a retail business, but either way, there's a point in time where you don't want to become the bottleneck, particularly if you are the founder, the CEO, the owner of the business. So one of the things I like to do is what I call time leverage. So again, just give you an example of my world. I have a program it's a, a scale up your business mastermind. It's designed for business owners that are not really ready for scale up yet. They're not quite big enough. They might be in still in startup mode, but they, they're not growing quickly or they're really challenged because they haven't increased um, that competency around them, you know, that, that help that they need, that mentorship. So we have a, a, a proposition, which is, as I said, it's called the mastermind. Now, that proposition is a few hundred pounds per month. It gets a dedicated time from me per month, two calls, which are about 90 minutes each. So you get three hours with me in a group format, sort of group mastermind and mentoring. Now, what's great about that for uh, the startup entrepreneur is they may not be able to afford some of the more premium programs that we have under Scale Up Your Business, but they absolutely need help. So we make that accessible for them for what is a much lower fee. But the great thing for me on, on the business side of that is is that I'm leveraging my time. So I might have 20, 30 people within that mastermind, each paying a few hundred pounds a month to participate in that live format. But the number of hours that it's taking me to serve and help those entrepreneurs is quite small. So therefore, the, the sort of time money conversion that I can make from that to, to be intentional with my time is, is very, very profitable 
but also helpful. So again, think of that. So sometimes we we add complexity and it's called scope creep, where what we need to do is simplify that and it can be much more profitable for us. And the last one, which is aligned to that one, is about how you use other people. It's what we call leveraging capability. So how well are you outsourcing? And these days, there's no excuse in my mind of not outsourcing. VAs, junior VAs, senior VAs, specialists on Fiverr, Upwork, people per hour, all of those resources there, they all exist. And you can start off by literally spending, you know, literally a, a few hundred pounds of dollars per month just to get some expert help in, which makes a massive difference. So if you're you know, think about your business. If you're creating the product, you're marketing the product, you're selling the product, you're fulfilling the product, then you're never going to be able to have the time to work on your business and scale it. So you're going to have to think about which of the components of your processes you love doing, what you're great at. And my view is outsource everything else. And to be super clear on that, super, super clear, I have a post-it note stuck on my computer, which says, how can I leverage more and how can I work less? And that may sound a bit strange to you. You might say that sounds counterintuitive because, you know, Nick's, you know, I, I see Nick, he's, he's got, you know, a lot of things going on, juggling lots of plates. Surely he's working all the time. But yeah, I mean, I, I work intentionally. I work on focused outcomes and results. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not always thinking about the scarcest resource that I have, which is time, because I know that for me to build an empire and, and, to, and to do the things that I want to do to make a bigger impact in the world, then I need to be super efficient and effective. And outsourcing and leveraging is the key to that. Okay. So there's, there's a few ideas for you today, which will effectively get you more efficient and get you more effective, but it's about how you can scale revenues, which ultimately lead to higher profitability and just more time back. And again, time, if you can invest it wisely, is going to give you the best return on anything that you can do. Okay. So hopefully that is useful. Any of those things is going to help you. My challenge is you need to start to think about this now. And you need to think back to what I said at the very, very beginning of you know this podcast is are you really stepping up enough are you really going after the, the clients that you really want are you really making proposals that justify your value or are you living in this kind of world of scarcity where you're underpricing your value underpricing your solutions so maybe it's time to raise your game so there we go. Quick one today, hopefully very useful takeaway. I want you to deploy any one of those ideas and get back to me and let me know what you think. And um, just a, a bit of a call out, um, the Scale Up Your Business community is flying. So if none of the solutions that I mentioned today, like the mastermind and things like that are for you, because I know there's a lot of people who come into these podcasts and they're very early stage. You know, the simplest thing you can do to take action is just join the Scale Up Your Business community on Facebook. Lots of great people there looking to help you on your business journey. As I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now.